Dr. Jacob here for Away With Acne. Visit our website at awaywithacne.com for more information about today's topics as well as tips and product suggestions. Dr. Jacob here today, and this episode is talking about topical retinoids, the cornerstone of most treatment regimens. Topical retinoids are key to the successful treatment of acne topically in almost all patients. In fact, pretty much everyone with acne, unless the patient is pregnant, should be on a topical retinoid. There are a couple exceptions, for example, people with really bad eczema, and we'll get to them later. Also, patients who are taking the oral medicine called isotretinoin, formerly known as Accutane, those patients don't need the retinoid. They're too drying because we're already giving them a systemic retinoid. Anyway, the basic gist of it is almost everybody with acne uh, needs a retinoid topically, assuming we're not in one of those very few special groups. So what are retinoids? Retinoids are vitamin A and their derivatives things in the vitamin A family. The first retinoid to be used topically for the treatment of acne was all-trans retinoic acid, which is also given the drug name tretinoin, known by its brand name as Retin-A. And there are many Retin-A products available on the market today. And there are spin-offs into other drugs and, and other formulations, and we're gonna cover all of them. But suffice it to say, these work by drying up your oil glands. They uh, decrease the oil production from the oil glands. So how does that work? First off, the comedone, which is the salient feature of acne, the clogged pore, that can't form if there's not enough oil production going on. And so that's one of the ways in which it works, decreasing oil production. Uh, is it antibacterial? Not directly, but the bacteria feed off of the oil. So by reducing their food, in a way, you can reduce the counts of bacteria on the skin. But it's not directly an antibacterial agent. Retinoids also work by increasing the rate of turnover of skin cells, meaning it hastens their transition from the bottom layer of the skin all the way through the top layer of the skin, at which point the skin cell is sloughed off into the environment. And it just works also the same down the pores as it does on the surface of the skin, it increases the turnover of skin cells, so that actually helps unclog the pores. With retinoids, they also carry an FDA approval and indication for minimizing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. And so, although many patients with acne aren't worried about that, a lot of people are happy to know that if they're using the retinoid long-term on a daily basis, not only will it help keep their skin clear, but also minimize the appearance as we age of fine lines and wrinkles. So what are the different types of retinoids and where can we find them? Where, where can you get them? Uh, so many of them are prescription medications, but one is called retinol, which is over-the-counter. Uh, for example, uh, there is retinol sold as ROC, which is retinol 0.1%. That's too weak for the treatment of acne. It may do something for wrinkling, but nothing for acne. To start getting into usable concentrations for acne for retinol, we want to see something like retinol 0.25% or higher. Um, on my website, you can find retinol products which are available without a prescription over-the-counter for sale. Um, in general, with most retinol treatments, we want to start at a relatively low strength 
and work your way up to a higher strength product. Otherwise, there can be initial worsening of acne, as well as too much peeling. If the skin is not used to the product, that can be uh, a couple weeks before the skin kind of adjusts and gets a little bit used to the product. If the skin is drier, the patient may not be able to tolerate a higher strength retinoid and may be stuck using the weakest strength kind of forever, or even the weakest strength at every other night, which is fine. If the skin's already a little bit drier, it's going to be that much easier for the retinoid to work. For example, a patient with dry skin or eczema-prone skin may be satisfied and having a good result with a retinol 0.25% treatment, which is roughly equivalent to tretinoin 0.025% treatment. Um, so let's talk about retinol versus tretinoin. There's about a 10x difference in effective concentrations being equivalent. So for example, uh, retinol 1% would be equal to tretinoin 0.1% gel, for example. Uh, so with that regard, tretinoin is a prescription medication, and also known as Retin-A, and there's a microsphere formulation of it, which enhances the penetration a little bit, makes it a little bit more tolerable, called Retin-A micro, or tretinoin microsphere is the generic for that. And depending on a patient's insurance, the cost may be similar between the two preparations. If given the choice, I usually prefer uh, tretinoin microsphere over plain old tretinoin gel or cream. Um, with the tretinoins, the cream formulation does contain isopropyl myristate, which if you go back and look to our episodes earlier in the series, you'll realize that that actually uh, is comedogenic, meaning it can clog pores, cause acne, and so I usually try to avoid, for my acne patients, the plain tretinoin cream formulations. That doesn't apply to the tretinoin gels or the tretinoin microspheres. Uh, just the plain tretinoin creams have the formulation with isopropyl myristate. So uh, next, there is adapalene. Adapalene is another type of retinoid. It's a prescription medicine, and it's a derivative of uh, tretinoin chemically related, but it is interestingly uh, stable in combination with uh, light and stable in combination with benzoyl peroxide. So it can be used in the daytime, whereas tretinoin and retinol are usually used in the nighttime. Uh, so no sunlight. With adapalene, you can certainly use it in the daytime. You can even use it in combination with benzoyl peroxide applied at the same time or formulated in a combination product. And we'll talk more about these combination products later on. Starting in 2017, adapalene 0.1% gel is going to become over-the-counter, which is great news for acne sufferers who can have easy access to adapalene 0.1% gel. However, the stronger version, the 0.3%, will still require a prescription. But still, wonderful news that adapalene will be coming over-the-counter without a prescription to a pharmacy near you, at least in the United States, sometime in 2017. Finally, there is tazeratine, which is the newest retinoid to be on the market. And uh, it's also known by the brand names Tazerac uh, gel or Tazerac cream or Fabior foam. And uh, um, there actually is an indication for that drug as well for topical treatment of psoriasis because it helps increase the turnover of cells and, and actually thins out psoriatic plaques or psoriasis plaques. In any case, uh, the, be the best way to pick a topical retinoid is to figure out kind of how dry or oily your skin is. 
If your skin is really dry, you start with a weaker strength one. If your skin is really oily, you start more in the middle or even middle to high. Um, also, whatever you can get your hands on in terms of cost, you can also dilute things. If you have a more concentrated one than you need, you mix it with a drop of moisturizer 50-50 and you dilute it. A moisturizer like Aveeno Daily Moisturizing Lotion can easily dilute most of these retinoids and uh, they won't be so irritating. Mostly, retinoids are used for facial acne. If the acne is really deep cystic acne, we may be better off putting the patient straightforward onto Accutane or Isotretinoin. It won't fix the hormonal causes of acne for women who have hormonal acne, uh, but it does help not only the acne, but also the post-inflammatory erythema and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, so the blemishes. Not scars, but the blemishes, the color changes or redness that comes after acne. This helps them get a little bit better, especially if you're using it regularly. Retinoids are not spot treatments. They are field treatments, so you don't treat an individual pimple. You treat the whole zone that's prone to acne. Uh, mostly it's used on the face, but can be used on the neck, chest, shoulders, or back. Um, the thing with using it off the face is that the face tends to be more tolerant, and off the face tends to be a little more sensitive. So you have to dilute it um, with some moisturizer, or use it less frequently, every other day. And that's the main message I have for my patients, especially when they're using it off the face. Uh, start slow dilute it, thin it out, and uh, use it every other day or even every third day at first for a week or two until your skin gets used to it. And as you can know, you can tolerate it without increased burning or redness or, or flaking. Uh, then then it's uh, okay to, to bump up the frequency of use and to go back to full strength of product undiluted. One thing that patients should be familiar with when using topical retinoids is how long it takes actually to see results. Usually I tell patients it takes about four to six weeks of use of the stuff before you see results. And in fact, during the first week or two, you can have an initial worsening. It's kind of bringing everything to the surface. Remember I said that um, the retinoids can enhance the uh, proliferation of the cells in the skin so that it hastens the transit from the bottom layer to the top layer of skin. And what that does is it tends to unclog the pores, bring things to the surface, and you can see that it's actually an initial worsening of the acne during the first week or two. Uh, but I tell my patients to hang on, they'll get through it. It's not a horrible worsening. Uh, the same type of initial worsening is actually seen frequently during the first month with Accutane, uh, also known as isotretinoin, which is an oral retinoid for acne. So the same thing happens topically. And uh, as a reminder, uh, we don't want to mix any of these retinoids except for adapalene. Uh, which goes by the name different uh, with benzoyl peroxide uh, because those uh, retinoids tretinoin and tazerotene are easily um, denatured or destroyed by benzoyl peroxide whereas adapalene brand name different is more stable finally to wrap things up with uh, topical retinoids um, who shouldn't use them I mentioned uh, pregnancy. Uh, with regards to pregnancy, they haven't been studied adequately to recommend them, even though uh, tretinoin is all transretinoic acid, a form of vitamin A already found in the body. Um, can't be recommended yet as a drug, hasn't been studied adequately, and I'm not sure it ever will be. 
because of um, Accutane's effects on uh, fetus. With regard to adapalene, yeah, also can't recommend that in pregnancy, and tazeratine especially not. It's category X, meaning that there is evidence of fetal harm with uh, tazeratine. With regard to breastfeeding, I'm fine with my patients using topical retinoids. Although the label doesn't uh, recommend it, um, something like tretinoin or adapalene is fine with me. The problem with babies or fetuses and retinoids is that the retinoid messes with embryogenesis and organogenesis, meaning the formation of the embryo and the organs. Uh, once the baby is delivered, the organs are formed. So a little extra vitamin A you know, uh, on the mother's skin is not going to uh, hurt the baby, in my opinion. I wouldn't recommend Tazerac or Adapalene. I would stick with uh, Tretinoin, which is a naturally occurring form of vitamin A, or with Retinol, which is also a naturally occurring form of vitamin A. Uh, the next thing to keep in mind with who else should not be using retinoids, patients on Accutane, because they get too dry. You don't want to double up an oral plus a topical retinoid. The oral, which is Accutane, will suffice. And finally, patients with uh, very severe atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema. Uh, very severe eczema, uh, which can involve you know, much of the body surface area, uh, especially on the face. Uh, these patients are few and far between. Uh, but uh, patients with really bad atopic dermatitis uh, often can't tolerate even the lowest strength of the retinoid uh, unless their atopic dermatitis is, is better controlled. Um, and uh, luckily there are many uh, options to treat the atopic dermatitis uh, now and soon to be coming on the market in the future. One final word of caution. For patients who have skin of color, so I'm talking dark skin, uh, African descent, Latino or Latina, or dark-skinned patients of uh, uh, East Indian descent, uh, then we have to especially caution patients on starting at a very, very mild strength of retinoid and working our way up the retinoid treatment ladder to a stronger strength. This is extremely important. Once in a while, I see a patient who is treated by uh, usually uh, either a pediatrician or a, a primary care physician in family practice or occasionally internal medicine who was treated with a very strong uh, retinoid uh, patient of, of dark skin who was treated right off the bat without working their way up straight to a strong retinoid and this can sometimes lead to an irritant contact dermatitis which is almost like a chemical burn if the patient wasn't very oily to start with the patient had dry skin, dark skin, and uh, had that chemical burn phenomenon, then it could leave a lot of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Those are dark blemishes which can stay behind for uh, months and in rare cases even years uh, before that they're cleared out. So if patients with dark skin always start at the lowest strength retinoid every other day and slowly work your way up unless you know you have a ton of oil on your skin. And finally, for our patients with lighter skin tones, uh, while you're using a retinoid, be sure to use sunscreens if you're out for any significant period of time, sunscreens or hats, because uh, you can sunburn a little bit more easily. Your skin is a little bit thinner because the retinoid, as we talked, hastens the transit time from the bottom to the top, increases proliferation of the skin cells, so your skin actually gets a tiny bit thinner, less protection, it can sunburn a bit more easily. 
So if you're in a sunny place, be sure to wear your sunscreen and hat. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to check out the website for the retinoid treatment ladder so you can see all the retinoids laid out at their uh, relative concentrations and strengths to see which ones are weaker and which ones are medium and which ones are stronger. I'm Dr. Jacob. We'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. Visit our website at awaywithacne.com for tips and product suggestions, as well as more information about today's topic.